Welcome to 626 Ohana California Adventures podcast number 16. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. Today we're going to talk about Disneyland reopening, some Universal Studios Hollywood news, some SeaWorld news, and could the CDC allow cruising? That saga continues. And the Disney Wish, that's going to be a beautiful ship. And some airline news. So let's go ahead and get started with the Disneyland reopening. Finally. <laughs> yes. We're so happy. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Very well. It's been over a year. Yeah, it has been. <laughs> uh, so this is very, very exciting. There's lots of reports of people crying and tears of joy, and I completely understand that. I don't get the crying part, but I can get the whole excitement and happiness. It is. President of Disneyland Resort Ken Patrick said he's also going to be bringing back more furloughed cast members in the upcoming months, which is awesome news. Yeah, that's great. I mean, of course, as we've talked in the past, Orange County has been really devastated by this. So bringing back more furloughed cast members is very good news. And he is hopeful that the theme park will get to a 35% capacity soon. Yeah, and I think that's more based on our tier system at this point, probably. I think so. Yeah, and for everybody you don't know, California is on a tier system of yellow, orange, a whole bunch of colors. Right now we're in orange. Uh, they are talking about possibly in the next week or two going down to yellow, which is our least restrictive of all the tiers. And that's Los Angeles County. That's not Orange County. Okay. But so that's we, good to I'm clarify. not exactly sure, but Orange County, Los Angeles County, kind of... They've been about the same. Yeah. Orange County seems to get there first before Los Angeles County, but hey. We're not going to talk a whole bunch about that because this coming week, Brad and I are headed back to Disneyland and Disney and California Adventure, so we are going to have a ton to talk about next week. Yeah. We're real excited to go. Um, it's going to be fun, and uh, <laughs> we'll give you the whole breakdown and everything, and just to say that this was an expensive adventure. Yeah, it is. But they also have said that they see annual passes resuming by the end of this year for Disneyland. Woohoo! Hopefully yeah. they bring back that premiere pass that we've had in the past. But how would that work? I don't know. Maybe they they do like they did last time because when we've upgraded in the past before to our premiere, they would um, give us credit for our regular pass and then we just had to pay a top of, of for the Disney World pass. Maybe. But you also had to pay sales tax in two different counties. It's confusing. It might be. <laughs> Hopefully they make it a lot more streamlined. Exactly. So I was also going to say that I'm hearing Rise of the Resistance never, like in the beginning of the days, haven't been getting to the virtual queue. Well, that's cool. So they're, that's like really early if you get there right away. Are you saying we may actually get to write it here before we get to write it in Florida, which was our original plan when we originally didn't write it in Florida, so we can come back here to write it? Yes, in that really <laughs> long, right. It actually opened in Florida before it opened up in California, we're in Florida and we decided, you know what, we have, it's such a craziness to get up at three o'clock in the morning to try to go, you know, three o'clock Californian time. To go try to get in a line in the queue and everything else for the yeah. one in Florida. We're like, ah, well, just wait. We'll write it when we get home. Well, what, what like, do we no know? big deal, right? <laughs> no. And then everything shut down and I actually had maybe a chance to try to get into a queue and I was like, I'm going to wait for Brad and Hayden. We're going to have all this time to write it. I'm not going to worry about it. Okay, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that was, you know, three, four weeks later, the whole park shut down for a year. And we have not been back to Disney World since then. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I kept thinking we were going to ride this. I think at this point, if we can get it at Disneyland, I'll try. If we can't, we'll try at Disney World. At some point, I'm wondering if we're ever going to get on this stinking ride. <laughs> 
Well, I think our odds have been better in Vegas than they have been trying to get on this ride. On right the resistance. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes when we go to Disneyland because I'm kind of excited with uh, the capacity being lowered. So I'm hoping that we get that. But but uh, we'll talk about some more experience of why we're a little worrisome about that. Yep. So let's go ahead and go from Disneyland to Universal Studio Hollywood news. And this one's kind of interesting. Um, we're kind of looking at some information online and found out that Universal Studio Hollywood is now allowing out-of-state visitors. With restrictions. Yeah, and the restrictions are quite significant. Would you put it that way? I would. It, it's, I understand. And everywhere, Brad and I'll get to this in a moment, we're at Universal Studios Hollywood this past week. And they kept, the with the mask and everything else, they kept reminding their guests that you're on private property. Yeah, they were. I mean, every time, it is every time said, oh, you need to get your mask up, you are on private property, so it isn't required. Yeah, it was really interesting how they put on, this is private property, and not just a, we need you to put your mask up. It was, every time they said it, it was private property came out of their mouths. So that was an interesting new mm-hmm. terminology we've heard. So I'm thinking what they're saying is, yeah, because you go through city walk, you may forget that this is not, it is kind of a city, but it is a city that's on private property. Yeah, it, I mean, it feels like an outdoor mall, like a lot of ours here in Southern mm-hmm. California. But I think what they're saying is that if you don't want to agree... You don't have to be, to be here. here. You can go ahead and go home. All right. But uh, they the restrictions on the out-of-state visitors include they have to be vaccinated and you have to show proof and a photo ID. So you can't just give your friend your vaccination card, card. And, and say, yeah, this is me here. And you also mean, must be 16 years or older and with that vaccination, of course, if you're coming from out-of-state. And that's just because six, there's no vaccine for... Uh, newborns to 15-year-olds, so they are not going to allow any of them under any circumstances into the park if they're out of state. Yeah, and then you also must buy your ticket at the ticket office and not online. Online sales are only available for California residents. So that's kind of interesting. Like if you go up that day and it was already sold out, you might be out of luck. I'm wondering if they're holding back some of these for people that may be coming because we did see in the parking lot, I saw some plates from different states, uh, Massachusetts, whatnot. So I'm wondering if they're holding back a few of the tickets for know. people. I mean, quite. But then again, they decided this after the online sales, and some of these dates were already sold out. Yeah, and I mean, you looked up. We looked at this past weekend, and it was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday were all completely booked. You couldn't book one for right. So we went last Thursday, and we said it was as busy as a summer day, like a mm-hmm. previous year when it's high capacity. Yeah, and to let you know, we were going to release a video this week. Uh, unfortunately, life got a little bit in the way, and then but when we went back on this Thursday for. Um, tips, tricks, and everything else that we're going to be doing for our video. And look and for that I, video on our YouTube channel, 626OHANA-CA, so mm-hmm. California. But it changed significantly enough that we needed to change the video to have the correct information in and to make sure everything was right. Right, because things have changed in a week. week. And, and that was one week. It was amazing, the change. Um, nothing negative, but it was a couple of things that we discovered that it changes and it would be enough to change your experience there. Exactly. So also, um, like Kim said, it was busy as a summer day. It was nuts. Um, wait times were up to 100 minutes long on a ton of track. I mean, most of them were 80 to 100 we saw. Yeah, it was Except for, very different than the previous week. And there was more attractions open. Yeah, so when we got there, we were really surprised. Um, Simpsons and Minions was open. Yeah, so Simpson Ride and Minions Mayhem were open. But for those, if you've ever been in them, they're kind of... They're a separate vehicle, and they're kind of like a flight of passage kind of idea where there's mm-hmm. a bunch of vehicles in one room. So it's kind of like one big screen. 
Yeah, and then they also... So um, it was uh, each ride vehicle was only per family or group. So yeah. they weren't mixing you up. Yeah, and then also on the Minions one, I noticed that they were going rotating rows from front to back, front to back if they could. Yeah. And so they so were... So it was diagonally sat, yeah, too. So it added extra space, which is kind of ingenious. And they really didn't have you in the buildings that long when you finally got to that line. It, it didn't seem that long. So Minions Mayhem had a little bit of the pre-ride show, but mm-hmm. they didn't usually, like, they missed the first part of it that, they used to have. If you're familiar with it, they had a first room where they kind of queued you up before you went into the video part of it, and that and they would have little things going on with the minions and stuff like that. Uh, you just walk right through that into the video. So the video was, I mean, one of the things is they had you in that room. It was, there wasn't that many people in that room. Well, they made sure you're six feet apart. They kept every line. They they really did try to keep that six feet apart in that building. And one of them, the things in the building was they went over the safety rules. So I think that's why they kept that. Yeah. And then, like I said, you got on the ride and they were doing every, uh, the minions are two rows. So one one car would be the front row. Next car would be the back row. And they were really doing that. And then in The Simpsons, you didn't have that one huge room that was a pre-show, but you go into like the individual like, rooms. The, the they s- feel like a small closet. Not yeah, reality. basically they put you in a room and have you watch a video on the safety procedures. But and, it's just your group in that room. Yeah, just whoever's in your party and that's it. You're not going to, as Kim and I were commenting, that was the first time we felt, never felt like crowded in that room. Yeah, it was kind of weird. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it was great that those were open. So, so I was surprised that it was, I guess I didn't know what to expect, but based on everything else they're doing, it's not surprising that we got our own vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually have, since they've been open, have ridden every ride except for one. We and, haven't done the live action animal show. Well, we don't want to, yeah, we haven't done that, but the one little kitty ride that they have over by Minions too, we never did. Yeah, and the Minions, yeah. No. Um, so the only things that are really close right now are Waterworld and the... The Shrek show, no, kind of no, like... It's not Shrek, it's uh, pa- Kung Fu Panda now. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've seen it since it's open. Yeah. Um, so those are the only ones we haven't done. And I think those are limitations. One, like Kim was saying last week, with the actors probably trying to get them uh, retrained and everything. Because that is a quite a stunt show. The Waterworld's amazing. I hope they bring it back. And then um, with the, the Kung Fu Panda, I think it's just limitations of indoor seating. Yeah. Well, they also have the like the stunt show that's uh, across from uh, right before you get into... Springfield, USA, where they've done things before. Like they used to do the, oh my goodness, what am I? Oh, I know. Fear Factor Live and the, yeah, all that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes they'll do the Halloween think, shows in there. I don't think there hasn't been anything in there for a while, though, has there? They were doing some stunt, like not a big deal. Yeah. I remember Fear Factor Live there. I was thinking the last time we've actually been in there. No, we've done some of the Halloween stuff. Well, Halloween, I mean, for. Yeah. For an actual show that they did normally. Oh, FYI, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, we talked to a team member. They said that, and this was actually guest services, so I lean a little bit more towards it's credible, is last year they actually were starting to construct the Halloween Horror Nights mazes, yep. thinking they were going to be able you to know, go they, through. They said they had them all done. They had them done, ready to go and be decorated for last year. But since they don't know what they're going to do this year, they're actually building the mazes still right now. Yep, they're, so they're going to put go back and rebuild and try to hopefully open for Halloween Horror Night. So there's something that could be there. Yeah, so that didn't take it off the table. So I was really happy to hear that. I really hope we do because Brad and I are huge Halloween Horror Night uh, fans. Oh, Kim, as I, I go there just to scare the actors. Okay, Brad likes to start. He thinks of it as kind of like a funny satire kind of night. Yeah. But I love it. Well, I mean, I got to ask Norman how Mother's doing. 
Uh, that's kind of his thing. Yeah, I don't know if they'll let me do that this year, though. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what that whole experience would be like. But it's interesting that they were they hadn't built all last year and they're ready to go, and so they're going to do it again this year. Well, I'm sure they had some of the sets and stuff mm-hmm. left over. Uh, so yeah, so going on to that, um, as far as our experience being there, the second time it was more busy. It was like 90 degrees out that day. It was, it was really, really warm. Hot. Yeah, it was hot. Um, and and to, just as a reference, usually 90 degrees, a lot of Southern Californians don't get worked up. But we've been in the 60s for like a week ahead, the whole week. So it was kind of a shock to our system. Yeah, it's like you all of a sudden turned on the heater. Um, so it was interesting. And this is where um, Kim and I were asking a question about the Express Pass. Because going, you know, if I came here for one day, I wonder how much more it would be for that. And the We day- probably wouldn't have gotten half of what we did. Done. Yeah, because our pl- our passes, if you haven't heard this in the past, actually have a uh, express pass for one for each ride. So it per visit, uh, per visit, and th- that day we were extremely happy to have it. Yeah. So our and like we first time we went up to Mummy, there's a five minute Revenge of the Mummy. There was a five minute wait, so we decided not to use our express pass and just went right on. Yeah. Well, we didn't go right on. It took about ten minutes, so the yeah. wait times were a bit longer. And then oh, we and that's the, something else we noticed. And then we went to Minion uh, Mayhem, and it originally said I think only ten minute wait, and we ended up waiting about fifty or sixty minutes. Yeah. It, so they the times are going up when you're in line sometimes, and all of a sudden you didn't plan on that. I think they can't. I think it's really hard because they don't have the cars that used to hang out. You know, give you to, for the judgment of times and stuff. So they're just guessing on the times. So, so something to be yeah. aware of, but those times seem lower than what they were actually are. Sometimes, yeah. But we ended up going to guest services and just asking what the price of was an upgrade. If you were to get increased to an mm-hmm. Express Pass, it was $60 if you rode the ride once per day for Express Pass. But an unlimited Express Pass was $90. So prices will vary per day per demand. Yep. Or you could just outright buy them online before you go. Yeah, you can actually buy your passes that already have those attached to them, depending on what you want. Online is only California residents only at this moment. Um, so hopefully we'll see with the changes coming up, if they'll change. So if you want to go ride Jurassic World and go ride uh, Harry Potter Forbidden Journey two or three times, then that might be worth the Express Pass. The Unlimited. The yeah. Unlimited. Um, but as far as, yeah, I don't know if we could have got through every on our last time. I don't know if we didn't have that express pass that we could get through all the rides we did. It would have been hard. Yeah. And we stayed all the way to the end of the night. We did this time. So mm-hmm. we went, we got there about an hour, nine forty five ish. So we got there later this time, but yeah. we stayed all day. So be on the lookout for that review coming. Um, and we'll have some other tips and stuff coming into there. If you're really looking forward to going to uh, Universal Studios and have some questions about it. Or, and um, we'll give you some tips and tricks for Universal Studios Hollywood. Make sure I'm saying Hollywood, not Orlando, so we don't confuse anybody. All right. So <laughs> we did have our lunch at Jurassic Cafe. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And we've eaten there before. And it seems to always be a good fallback for us. I don't know what it is. Yeah, we got the slow roasted mojo pork, mm-hmm. it, which is described as a sweet corn cake with lime crema. I got mine without that. Mm-hmm. Cranberry chimichurri sauce, papaya uh, slaw served with rice and beans and garnished with queso fresco. Mm-hmm. I didn't taste cranberry in the chimichurri sauce. Uh, I really didn't. I could really tell you the chimichurri you could really taste. Yes. Um, I, and more I kind of think about about the taste. I could, maybe there was a little bit of that bitterness to it. 
and the cranberries. Maybe a bit more bite, but never, yeah, never it, that cranberry. cranberry taste. And I love cranberry. I love cranberry jelly for Thanksgiving stuff like that. And, I just, and I'm the, not the biggest fan of it, but I this hands down was probably one of my favorite meals I've had in the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it's great. I mean, it was better than uh, three moons broomsticks, is my opinion. I actually agree. Mm-hmm. And then we got the chocolate chase leches cake, which I love. Trace leches cake. I love trace leches. Period. This was a chocolate cake. That was it. Yeah, it, you can taste the trace leches. I mean, I was thinking, okay, you'll get that taste like the trace leches of the milk and different milks, and obviously three milks coming out of it. And I was like, okay, maybe this is like a chocolate milk version. And I just never got that. I didn't either. Brad and I split it, and we were both. Like, I think we even left some of it after splitting it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think it was. Yeah, it was more like a chocolate cake. And what's great about this place is, I think. Their their lineup for our lineup or food lineup, if you want to call it for say say it is menu offerings is actually a really good uh, everywhere for everybody. It's a very fresh, very healthier type of Southern California well, I twist. Put, I would think. Yeah, I wouldn't say probably healthier. I mean, you can there try. There are because yeah. it has Isla chicken sandwich, barbecue brisket sandwich, Isla burger, turkey leg platter. Citrus glazed chicken and tropical roasted chicken salad. Mm-hmm. And then we always eat up on the patio up above. And so also, if you really wanted to, you go right next door to Panda Express if you really want the Chinese food and have it with different people from your party. It's funny. We've actually done that a few times yeah. where Hayden and I want Chinese food and uh, Brad can't eat it because of allergies. So mm-hmm. we've uh, kind of met in the middle. But really, I mean, so far, it's one of those ones that we always go back to. And it's the one place we always end up eating because we like it. Yeah. But I mean, this time, I think they even up their menu game from before. Yeah, I think it's a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, before they used to have some pizzas from Pizza Hut and stuff in there, too. And they don't have that anymore. You know what? I would have wanted that pork mojo instead. Yeah. No, no I think it was a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go ahead and go from Universal Studios Hollywood to SeaWorld. And their SeaWorld Waves of Honor program has returned. Okay, this is amazing news. I think this is hands down wonderful. Brad and I are big supporters of our military. And if you happen to be military, thank you for your service. So what they are doing is they're offering free tickets to military and veterans and their family. It's a one-day admission that includes up to three family family members. They have to sign up through ID, ID.me uh, and may purchase of six additional tickets at 50% off. That's amazing. Yep. Um, we've known, uh, we have some friends that are, uh, he's a Marine veteran, and they usually go to SeaWorld every year using, uh, SeaWorld's always been very good about to our military, and especially with, with Camp Pendleton right there, um, you know, it's great for those families and, mm-hmm. you know, so. So uh, that's going to be offered April 27th. So it's already started through June 27th. There is a blockout date of May 29th because that's Memorial Day weekend. Ah, okay. You know, it's always a hard on a holiday weekend. Mm-hmm. Military person must be present, must be present with the three guests. So I guess if they're serving overseas, the family doesn't get to go. Yeah, that, well, that's kind of, uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be hard. <laughs> yeah, or they couldn't get it if they just busy and didn't want to go or something. But mm-hmm. just that's just kind of FYI. The SeaWorld parks um, that are included are SeaWorld Orlando, SeaWorld San Antonio, and SeaWorld San Diego. <laughs> so all across the country. Yeah, and I'm wondering if they're saying this with their must-be-military person, because a lot of times... Uh, Military people, their families get a military ID as well. I don't know. That's a good point. So I'm wondering if it's saying like maybe other additional family members who are not 
with that does not have a military ID. Don't know. So that's something to be if you're military, maybe to ask. Yeah. Um, find out because uh, you know if, it'd be really hard if you're deployed and uh, your family member, the husband or wife who is not deployed. Yeah, they were stationed near. Uh, Wants to take their kids to yeah. Sea World and everything, but. I'm sure SeaWorld would be good about that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and go from that to our CDC saga continuing. As the... CDC turns. turns. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's been a new outline, which is somewhat encouraging. Uh, and I'll tell you, as far as the news is, when they can return to sailing, because there's two different pathways. The first one is cruises will be able to bypass that um, pre-mentioned stimulated test cruise if 95% of the Passengers are vaccinated and crew are 98% vaccinated. This will be considered the fastest route to be able to be cleared for sailing. So it's taking out one step that they have to do. Correct. But I don't know if that means there's been no specification what happens to the 16 and under crowd. (laughs) Okay. So it may not include children on these cruises. I don't know. Yeah. I mean. Or maybe they'll figure out testing or I don't know. They haven't clarified. Yeah, well, as we know with the CDC, the clarifications are kind of hard. Yeah. I mean. Uh, exactly. And, you know, the second pathway, is, I guess, would be just the regular way that they were planning to do before with all those testing and all that nightmare. Yeah, that that's going to be a lot worse. Now, my question comes into, now you've got a lot of these cruises, as we've said before, as Florida is one of the busiest uh, ports, has the busiest ports out of the world. The world, yeah, for passenger cruising. And... Now you still have Governor DeSantos saying no vaccinations that you can't force. So was the is, is he going to give if he thinks that the cruise lines are going to be able to cruise again? Because previously he said he's not going to make he will not allow the companies to make that a uh, stipulation. Yeah. And I mean, this is what I keep saying is that they need just all sit down in a room and get this hammered out well they did have that zoom meeting or whatnot with the cdc and white house a few weeks ago yeah it seemed like we really got real clear after that <laughs> okay fair enough but, <laughs> but um i i just feel like that governor de santos if you think if these cruises are 95 percent vaccinated and it gives you a return brings back jobs brings back the economy and can do so in a what seemingly safe manner and bring back those port jobs that are people are not mm-hmm. there I mean, that's, that's again, significant. Um, but again, the CDC also needs to give way a little bit too on some of the things as well of the, how stringent they are trying to make these cruises go back. So, I'm, looking, I'm looking at here where we have a 95% vaccinated. And I'm wondering, is that considering because the 16 and under, that 5% only could be children? It, it might be. But that um, means they could only have limited amount of kids on the whole cruise. Yeah. And that could be an issue. Um, yeah. But, so that'll be main remain to be seen yeah it'll be interesting how they figure that but out the thing is, or is, is it going to be for i mean this is not like saying, people that have allergies to vaccines that can't I, go i mean i think that could also give them the flexibility they need for those who cannot get the vaccine it might be and that would be interesting and i mean that's not forcing everybody to have a vaccine on the ship so that'd be kind of giving into what uh but they can't said. give up to like a whole sailing of everybody they yeah. can't accommodate everybody on a sailing and like quite that. frankly we've seen the cruise lines of what they were saying is they want people vaccinated on the ships right that nobody wants to be the princess diamond yep so i i think we can that things are starting to go together it's just going together too, too slowly for people it is, but really, the predictions that I see is July. That's mm-hmm. really what the over and over again you keep hearing and seeing 
about July. Okay. So we'll so they haven't been canceled. We're into a new month now into May. It'd be in the next week or two if they canceled the July sailing. So we're, we're close to an answer. I still say they're not going to be ready until August at the earliest, if not later. I don't know. I mean, I mean there's just too much to do. But, but the good news is they are trying to get a little bit ahead of the curve with Port Canaveral is trying to coordinate the COVID-19 vaccinations. So they are actually the first port in the United States to do this. So they are going to set up a, or they have set up. Let me, let me start it that way. Cause it started last Friday, which was, you know, two days ago now mm-hmm. on April 30th. Yeah. And we're recording this on a Sunday again. Uh, if you didn't hear or didn't understand earlier that we've had extremely weird and busy week. Yeah. We don't usually release this late and usually we we won't, but we had changes in our videos. We had changes in everything in our schedule this week that just went crazy on us. Yeah. So, So, uh, um, the day, the day what we're recording, this is on a Sunday and we're going to be releasing this on a Sunday, but it'd be probably towards the night. (laughs) Yeah. But the, they started up on Friday The only ship in port that day was the Disney Dream. Now, of course, it's not being said what companies will utilize this uh, COVID-19 vaccination distribution from the port. But Mm -hmm. maybe some of the crew members from the Disney Dream were first to get it. That's kind of interesting. I mean, I'm sure Disney, you know, is excited about that. And they probably would like to get all these crew members vaccinated. And the interesting part is these vaccinations will happen on board of the cruise ships. So they're also going to use like the sea, the shore, shore side staff will also, for whatever company or whatnot, will will be vaccinated so on talking, the ships. You're talking all your porters and everything else that are moving your luggage in and out. And those that check you in and things yep. like that. Maybe even TSA. Who knows? I don't know. All the ins well, and I'm out. sure if you're a part of TSA that it's going to be, that's a federal regulation right there that you have to be vaccinated. So they've said that they can vaccinate up to a thousand people per day, which, okay. That's pretty good. I mean, that's, uh, you know, a pretty good load of vaccinations. Yeah. So if they were to get the Pfizer or Moderna, it's 21 to 28 days before their second vaccination. So that puts them into mid to end of May. Okay. Ish depending on who, when you get the vaccine. Now, this does bring up a question, is what happens if they choose to get the Johnson Johnson? Uh, there's been no mention because it's a one-time, we don't know. Yeah, well, the reason I'm asking that is because we know the Pfizer and Moderna are around 95, 96% effective. Yes. But the Johnson Johnson one, if I remember correctly, and you probably will correct me if I'm wrong, was around about 76 to 80% effective? It's in the 80s. 80s percent effective, so you do have that lower effectiveness rate. Right. I don't know what they're going to say. And I'm sure we'll start hearing is uh, crew members and uh, people that work at the Port Canaveral. They'll, I'm sure we'll hear something. something. I, I'm betting they're doing the Pfizer and Moderna, though. Uh, because that would the, be my best guess. Because the Johnson Johnson one, you know, again, is for people that may have had allergies or different issues with. Well, and it doesn't say if these ships, because you can only allow so many ships import at one time. Now, if somebody has a reaction yeah, or... Fine. Johnson Johnson, we've seen some talks about some blood clots. Now, if you put people back out at sea and they have issues with blood clots up to a week later. Yeah, but I'd be betting on those cruise ships. You have medical staff still on board. You do, but that, 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 you know, they you, might want the less riskier vaccinations mm-hmm. that are more effective. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's my thoughts. Yeah, and I was always surprised that they actually didn't just have some uh, shipped them out and have the medical staff on board give them 
uh, the vaccine on board. Right. That would make the most amount of sense. But then I guess they want to make sure they're, I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, but I mean, hey, at least they're getting done. So let's go from the Disney dream to the Disney wish. Okay. The big news came out last Thursday and I'm telling you, I've seen this. I want to book a cruise. <laughs> yeah, Disney came out with what about a thirty-five minute video on the Disney Wish on mm-hmm. YouTube, and it's pretty impressive. I don't even know if impressive is a big enough, good enough word. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, this is obviously one of their new generation ships. It is, and you know, we're not talking about the Disney Wonder like we want them. It's just an older ship. I still love the Disney <laughs> Wonder. I have a soft spot for the. For but this is their new reimagined ships. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Um, so let's go ahead and start with, with Aquamouse. So this is going to be the first at sea attraction. The thing is, it's it's like a, it's going to be a water, almost like a roller coaster. It reminds me of a Crash and Gusher, but better. It's going to be featuring new animation short called Scuba Scramble. That has me right there. <laughs> and it's going to have interactive water elements, audio, lighting, special effects, and show scenes. And then you're going to be on an adventure to end at the Mermaid Lagoon. Okay. Sounds like a fun, interesting way to get Disney attractions into the cruise. Exactly. And there will be six pools on the Disney Wish. Which that would be nice. Yeah. Because, I mean, when we did the Disney Wonder, I mean, unfortunately, it was cold. It was Pacific winter, you know, they were moving up to Alaska for that uh, turn. Yeah, it wasn't really warm. I mean... There's maybe one day that I would have thought about maybe going to the pool. But even that one day, the pools were actually busy that day. They were. And um, so I can see where the six pools would be great, especially if they have adults-only pool area. Oh, I'm sure they will. All the ships have an adult-only. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's great. Yeah, I like that. It's spread out. Don't make everybody fight for chairs. It's going to be better customer service. And, of course, uh, with Disney Cruises, you're always going to expect a Disney production. So it's been announced that there will be an Aladdin musical. I am so excited. I love, love Aladdin. That's kind of cool. Um, that'll be interesting. Now, do they usually only do these per ship or did they do them across the line? Well, usually per ship has like one big show. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the Wonder had the, the Frozen, Frozen show that mm-hmm. we saw. So that was really great. And so this Aladdin's being announced, but there's two other shows are to be announced, like what the names are and themes will be. Okay. So I don't know if Aladdin's really going to be the headliner. I'll be interested in seeing that. I'm wondering if they're going to put Aladdin on other ships too. I'd love that. I love Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So uh, that'd be cool. And then there's also a enclosed sports arena. Okay. That's got to be nice because <laughs> if you're out there in the humidity, do you really want to be running around? playing basketball or whatnot well i mean you look at it and i wonder how many balls go into the ocean every year <laughs> that's true um, and it's gonna be called the hero's zone and it's gonna be air conditioned which would be mm-hmm. nice especially in the caribbean mm-hmm. yeah um i mean there's people want to go out there and work out or whatever and if it's a sports arena maybe they'll even have a track or something around it i i'm excited to see what they could do mm-hmm. uh, again so Hey, that's cool. And then Marvel is going to have a super academy for kids. There's going to be an onboard Avengers headquarters. Okay. This is what that makes, would blow this, your mind. Yeah. This is what this uh, makes Disney stand out to other cruise lines. Oh, by far. I think Hayden would, even as a teenager, I think he would be <laughs> like, I want to go in there. I just want to have some fun and see what's going on. Oh yeah. I'm, 
That'd be amazing. And there's going to be a place called a Fairy Tale Hall that's going to feature Belle's Library, Anna and Elsa's Summer House, and Rapunzel's Art Class. That's that's going to be neat. I mean, sure. Um, that's you know. all extra stuff to do. Yeah, I know. I'm sure they'll. It'd be cool. I mean, it's great they're having. It almost sounds like they're actually having a library put in there. And you know what? When I've been on cruise libraries before, it's where they've had like the captain's welcome or captain's receptions, or they've had like. Little things are always kind of drab and boring. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this is an exciting way to have a good library. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's cool. And the kids get to do that. Another thing is, it's going to be neat. Imagineering classes. Kids are going to learn to design their own roller coasters. I, you know what? I'm seeing. I wonder I'm if sa- that's going to be like a roller to- coaster tycoon type thing, or are they going to do something? I don't know. It's that's almost cool. like they're trying to set up that you go on the cruise before, and then afterwards, you head to Orlando and go to Disney World after. I'm all for that. Because you got the rides, you got the Broadway shows, you got the Imagineering classes, and now you get to go over them. Are you proposing a trip that we take? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can imagine this first year of this cruise is going to be... It's going to be a little pricey. Busy. Yeah, But it's great that and they have plans for, what, two more ships? Yes. So. Oh, my goodness. This is only the first of yeah. three to come. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. my I'm so... It, that's a good point because now I'm even more excited for the... Two more to be named mm-hmm. ships. And so for us being excited too, for as adults, they got the Star Wars Lounge. So they're going to have like space themed drinks. I'm going to kind of think of like this is going to be like an Olga's Cantina at sea. And I mean, really, that fits, you know, I don't, want, I don't, new- I don't want to edge my, age myself too much, but we grew up with the Star Wars movies. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. for adults our age, that's great. And we have families that are kids that are at the age. So, they're a little, you know. That's great. I think it's fun. Right. Something good for fun for the kids, but you're also not forgetting the adults. Yep. And talking about the adults, of course, you got the new fine dining options. So it's the Beauty and the Beast. The Rose Lounge is coming. And the theme is inspired by Cogsworth and Enchante. Design elements are ex- inspired by Lumi- Luminaire. Luminaire. I love Beauty and the Beast as well. I- and again, showing our age. <laughs> Yeah, this movie is so well done. And even I love the new live action version. You know, truthfully, it sounds bad. And maybe to a Disney fan, I actually like the live version better. I'm at a toss up. I like them both. Mm -hmm. I I slightly still love the classics. I think it's a nostalgia. Yeah, I mean, you always have that nostalgia. But there was something about the live version that Disney did so well on that live version. They did. And Emma Watson was incredible. Oh, everybody on that. I mean, it, it just, they literally brought it to life. Yeah, so So, then they've also said the Star Wars Lounge is going to be called Hyperspace Lounge. It's a luxury spaceship served with space-themed drinks. So okay. Maybe we're talking more like Princess Leia's uh, starship, where it's more of the royalty. So also they're going to have an Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure. Yay, this will be the family restaurant, which will serve Nordic-influenced foods. There will be character performances. And themed as an engagement celebration for Anna and Kristoff. And now also notice the Nordic influence food, foods. It means okay. that they're not going to be from Norway. They're not going to be the actual... Because there's some stuff from people that would not be able to eat some of the fish and stuff from Norway that they eat. True. Um, but it's cool that they're doing something like this. And it's a fan. Obviously, being Frozen, they wanted a family. Once again, I, I feel like I'm saying this for every movie. I love Frozen. I know not everybody does. Like our son Hayden is not the biggest fan of it. Yeah, he just can't let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, he he 
I, I tor- he thinks it's torture every time I want to watch the movie. Yeah, I think he likes it secretly. Maybe. But yeah. anyways, uh, to have a, the, uh, just all these things that are coming, all these themes are really popular movies, all things that really make you go, I really want to get on the Disney Wish. Yep. And then, of course, the one that restaurant that Hayden would probably really want to eat at, World's of Marvel. Once again, a family restaurant. And it's going to be interactive dining experience. There's going to be African food that represents Wakanda, Eastern European cuisine as a homage to Sokovia, and dining options from New York, which is where some of the Marvel movies are out of. So it sounds all over the place. But really, it's that whole world view. And that's that whole world of Marvel. That's why they call it the world of Marvel. Right. And I I know that Disney's going to pull this together and make it just work in such a creative, unique way. Well, I like it because it's going to probably give you options of different type of foods to try for kids that are more adventurous eaters. Like Hayden's always been a little bit more adventurous trying different foods. Yes, he and, has been. But those kids that do not want to try something out of ordinary, that they still have their ordinary choices. I think is, this is going to be a very popular... Actually, all these sound amazing. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of what, you know, of course, we love food and everything else. And really, we had a great time with the Disney food choices we had when we went on our cruise. Uh, so there's going to be the last restaurant called 1923. It's the 1920 Hollywood experience that represents Walt Disney World's heyday. Not Walt Disney's heyday. Not the Disney World. You have Disney World stuck in your head. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Walt Disney's heyday. Yeah. I know. I think I really want to get back to Florida Parks. Um, so this is going to be featuring a California fusion menu. Um, I think this is going to be like a combo of Hollywood Brown Derby mixed with Carthay Circle and maybe a little bit of Steakhouse 55 with decor and menus. That would make a lot of sense. Um, that would just be my best guess. Yeah, I mean, really, and I think maybe, the you know, California fusion menu, I think you would have those, but maybe you add in Napa Rose. Okay. It's a little bit more of that modern California fusion. I think maybe steak, seafood. Yeah, I mean, I'm, glamorous. I I see that old whole old Hollywood. Yeah, that glamour, and mm-hmm. I love the Hollywood glamour days. Yeah, I mean, you know, us being out here in California, we've kind of seen different parts of that that still exist here. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, Hollywood history, and there's just there's a when you think about it, it's all just glamorous. You think of ritzy and gold and upscale and. <laughs> Elegant. But, yeah, and it's kind of neat, you know, really, um, uh, Kim's uh, mom, my mother-in-law, actually went to the Hollywood Brown Derby, and she went, She likes going to that when we go to Florida, to Hollywood Brown Derby, because they brought parts of that restaurant to Florida. Yeah. When they, unfortunately, turned exactly. it down. But uh, it's. I think this is a neat, I think this is a very good representation of Walt, back to a ship. It's- that's a good point. And you know what? I love all these new dining options. Literally, I would have to take a seven-day cruise just to make sure we went to all these. Yeah, and you also look at it. Is that, I mean, that's six restaurants, so you'd have to. Yeah, and you look at all this, and like what I was saying is that with the wall, is a lot of the stuff they're putting in for restaurants and everything are the newer movies. They're things that after Walt passed. So this puts that wall back into that, that from the original. But anyways, I just I feel mm-hmm. like that that's all really great things, and you're mm-hmm. – it, addresses like a whole plethora of different interests you got the princess versions you've got the marvel hero star wars it <laughs> all combines and talking about more entertainment luna so that's gonna be day to night entertainment which will resemble an enchanted fairy tale village 
and the decor will be based on the Pixar short La Luna. So this is more of a video or I don't... I don't know exactly what that one is. Hmm. But well, I'm always for new types of entertainment. And so maybe it's just something that they'll be running throughout the day. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe huh. it'll be a lounge or something like that you can just chill at. Of course, what would Disney Cruise be without fireworks at sea? Okay, I don't think anybody's surprised that they're going to announce fireworks at sea. Yeah, so, I mean, that's something cool, and they've always done all of them except for the Canadian sections of cruises because they're not allowed to. Yeah. Um, but the ship's capacity, 4,000 passengers. Okay. That's actually not too big. I thought it was going to be bigger. I did, too. I really thought, you know, when you see these mega ships going out that are, you know, all these huge decks and everything. But Disney seems to be trying to keep it a little bit more... Manageable? Yeah, and probably with that many kids and everything else, it's probably easier for them. Yeah, because you don't want kids that say, I've waited all week to go do this, and I can't ever do this, I can't ever do that, but I paid the price. Yeah, and I'm sure they're still going to have problems a little bit with that, but they're probably still making sure that they, you know, they'll have a shot at it. Yes. you Because you get on some of those big cruise lines that you're just not, you're not, you're not doing things because they're, they're so busy. Exactly. Um, so staterooms, uh, they're going to be decorated after fairy tale characters like Cinderella, Ariel. Other princesses. And I saw the rooms and like I saw the, it showed the Cinderella type of room. They had those like baby blues and silvers and elegance and just gorgeous. Well, obviously, because Cinderella is the what, yes. the ship statue, godmother, godmother whatever you yeah. want to call it. Um, so that's cool. Um, they're going to be featuring custom artwork. Which, of course, you want to see that on a Disney cruise. Yeah, and they have them. I mean, Kim and I would go up the down and the stairs, just look at the different artworks up and down all the stairs from the main staircases instead of taking the elevators on the Wonder. Well, it's also a good way to work off all that extra food. Uh, yeah, buffets. Mm. Well, we don't know what's going to happen <laughs> with buffets in the future, well, but in the past, yeah. we may have enjoyed a few <laughs> things. There will be a two-story royal suite. It's going to have a spiral staircase, so very elegant, fairy tale-ish, with stained glass artwork. And it'll cost the... you your whole five years of <laughs> income. <laughs> we have no idea what it's going to cost. No, the cost I'm has just not guessing, been released. But you hear two-story royal suite with spiral staircase and stained glass artwork. That's where you hope you have like a multi-generational family and you split the cost. Or your... Uh, Win the lotto. Or your Beyonce. <laughs> I mean, you have all that money. Yeah, something like, like that. that. <laughs> but I can only imagine with everything else we've seen with this ship, what that room will look like. Oh, I imagine it'll be absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that somehow had its own hot tub or something involved. I'm sure it will. I mean, because they do on some of the rooms that like the fantasy and the dream. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good. Uh, also, what makes this uh, ship a little bit more unique is this is going to be the greenest cruise ship. For Disney, it's going to be powered by liquefied natural gas. So they're not running normal diesel fuel for the engines. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, I mean, it'd be interesting. I, I They must have had to figure a way to do this, the refill at the port. Of course. They have to have that <laughs> planned out at this point. Yep. But that's really neat. I mean, and obviously, like we said, this is the first of three ships coming out. So I imagine all three of them are going to be getting better and greener as they go along, which is great to see. It is. And she's going to be based out of Port Canaveral. The itineraries will be announced. My <laughs> gut says that the upcoming lighthouse point will be a, maybe a part of what, like the first ship to visit will be the Wish. Well, make it a heck of a honor. You know, I could see Disney doing a full production on that. Oh, absolutely. 
And so is Lighthouse Point going to be replacing? No, it's in, they're going to have both private islands. Oh, that's great because, I mean, people love those private islands of what Disney done. I would actually literally do just a... We, and we talked about this during the pandemic, like Return to Sail. We would absolutely do just a Castaway K, like a closed ship. So you uh, just get off loop. it. Yeah, a closed loop. And so you weren't going to other mm-hmm. countries. Mm-hmm. Because that would be incredible. Yeah, I mean... So it, think about you leave from Port Canaveral... If you go to Castaway K to Lighthouse Point back, or you somehow circle around or spend a day or I don't know. I don't know. It'd be, it's interesting that if they're going to be doing both of those, because it's like I said, we've always heard people, we've never been to Castaway K. And I think we've always heard people say that it's just absolutely awesome. So I, they're definitely up their game with the Lighthouse Point. So it'd be cool to have those two, two islands like that. They're Disney. You know, so that's part of Disney. You want to get into, you don't want to get out of that Disney reality. Bubble. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be in the Disney bubble. (laughs) Where everything's always happy and, you know, good. Uh, Yeah, I want the Disney bubble. I'll definitely take a cruise revolved around (laughs) a Disney bubble. So, um, bookings open on May 27th. So, we're definitely going to find out the itinerary sooner than later. And the cost. <laughs> I love how Brad always goes back to the cost. I I have a reality of Disney. Brad and, and I are very yin and yang. Yeah. And Kim's like, ooh, I want to do this. I want to do this. I'm like, yeah, I can see what they're going to charge for this first year of cruising. All I can think of is Moana and thinking about shiny. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking of... Yeah, no. <laughs> that's going to be expensive. Okay, that that's true, but I definitely all the new And it's shiny. and it's like I said, it's Disney. You know Disney on their new stuff are going to charge a premium. Yes. And so that's kind of what it is. So, okay, so the maiden voyage is going to be on June 9th, 2022. So clear your calendars? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I would love to go. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to go. I'm just saying I have a realistic what Disney's going to do. So let's go from Disney to American Airlines and their new policies. So interestingly enough, I guess it makes sense. But you're, I guess, the old trick of where you have a carry-on that's not quite the size it should be and you try to sneak it on. Previously, they would just let you gate check it and they're not going to allow you to do that anymore. So they'll... They will charge a checked luggage fee if the carry-on size does not fit the gate side bag sizer and it's gate checked. Um, yeah, and so passengers who normally get a free check bag will still get it free. That includes AA Advantage Elite, passengers in premium cabin, and certain co-branded credit cards. I the, get it. It was like a stinky way to try to get around it, well, I guess. And those spins have seemed to get a little bit smaller over the years, and the sizing got smaller Right when last time we had fuel prices rise so quickly and big, they want to get those smaller carry-ons so they can put more on there, but also they don't want that weight. Okay, fair enough. And it's like I said, last time we saw this, a big change in this is when fuel prices went up. It doesn't surprise me. Okay, so before we start this next part, I am going to say domestic flights are still going to have lap infants that are free. But if you're traveling internationally, there's been a little bit of a change. So this is applies to passengers under the age of two, those lap-sitting babies it used to cost 10 percent of a parent ticket and then they went to something where they upgraded to a basis for infant fee was based on this new premium seat or yeah so if you were in like i guess maybe that day of or if the prices went up you're basically charged the highest 10 percent of that ticket okay so they're trying to yeah it got up but <laughs> now they're not required to pay the difference on the infant ticket but based on the original purchase seat which is good oh okay i see so these are people who didn't buy the ticket 
for the infant and didn't know about it. Thought the infant could sit on their seat, sit on their seat for or on their lap for free. Mm-hmm. And then they say, no, 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 no. Now you have to pay this amount. But it's based on today's price, not when you booked had your done ticket. it before. But now they're saying based on when you booked it. So that's better. Yeah, that's a lot better. Um, it's still weird that they charge for uh, double occupancy weight? of a seat. Does that make sense? Might be the weight. Fuel. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, I think it. Well. I mean, it's one extra cat passenger. You're probably, no offense, we're parents, so we understand this. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you have a kid, they're going to be a little bit more messy. So they're going to have yeah. a higher cleaning fee. Oh, yeah. So who knows? They they still get, maybe ask for juice on the flights or yeah. a water. Or are they still giving, you can't say, oh, that kid didn't pay. We're not going to give you the apple juice Yeah, so. or milk. I never realized it was only age under two. I thought it could be older. I got, no. no. That's, that's good. I really think that. When you get to a certain age, that the kids should have their own. Well, first of all, goodness forbid if you're the person next to them, the kids kicking and screaming and taking up half of your seat and crawling all over. Well, yeah, if you're not, you know, the two parents are not flying together. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, and then second of all, it just, I, get, I mean, what happens, like I said, or in a plane accident or something. Safety. A, safety accident. Yeah. It's one of those things. And uh, it's like Kim and I were saying that. We're both parents. We've been there through traveling with Hayden. Uh, every situation, cranky, hyper, whatever. Sleepy. Those were the good trips. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On the plane. On the plane, at least. Yeah. And so we've all been there and understand if, um, you know. It, it's not easy traveling with a child under Especially two. when they're cranky and do not want to be traveling. Yeah. Or like we go across the country mm-hmm. and after a few hours in a tiny little space, those kiddos have, it's been a yeah. bit of a, so those parents of those really young ones, it does get a lot better. It does, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we feel your pain. We yes. feel you. We've, we've been, been there. there. And we we're on the first one to play when everybody's like, Oh no, baby's crying. We're like, we actually oh, physically had somebody say, and Hayden was being pretty good at that time. He's still just a little. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, wait, he was a little cranky because we were delayed coming out. We were getting on the plane later than we were expecting. And what else happened? There was so, like five things that went wrong that day. Yeah. But anyways, we we actually had him early. Mm-hmm. We used to actually buy the seat and put his, and click <laughs> in his seat so for his safety. Seat in for safety. And we had somebody complain and he was just getting adjusted and. He, he actually was just kind of like, uh, he wasn't really crying. No, he wasn't just, at all. And so, we, like I said, we've been there and we had other people complain that just didn't want, they were cranky as well. They just didn't want any kids around them in any capacity. capacity. And, and so, we tr- definitely understand when parents are in a situation and they're struggling too. And it's like I said, when we hear a baby crying, we're like, oh, that's unhappy camper is our, is our response because we understand it. Well, We've my first there. thought is those poor parents. Yeah, and they because mo- they're trying everything. Most of those parents are all trying to make sure that they, you know, oh, quiet down, trying to do whatever they can because they don't want to disturb yeah. everybody. But so, and those poor kids are not used to being contained. Mm-hmm, yeah, so you know, it's one of those things. Like I said, we, it gets better. Let's go from American Airlines to Jap- to the Japanese airline NA de- debuting uh, new hands-free plane lavatory doors. Okay, this is awesome news. Please bring this to America. Uh, I want to see this on our flights. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just, because obviously there's study after study after study that say that bathrooms are the germiest place on the whole plane. Well, anyway, I, I, I mean, they don't make them for people my height, for starters. That's, well, okay, that's a whole nother <laughs> issue. That's make them bigger and, um, yeah. Yeah, but the problem is, is like people make me, I'm trying to wash my hands in this little tight area. But you still got to wash your hands. Yeah, well, no, I do wash my hands, but it, it tends, it <laughs> we tends, just have to clarify this. Yeah, no, I always wash my hands. It just kind of splashes because it's I'm so tight 
in that area trying to move around, I'll hit my elbows on everything. And it's not that I'm not trying to, it's just they're small. Well, even go, well, it's going to start out with a mechanical spring mechanism that's going to be before you enter the bathroom. So you're either going to use your elbows or forearms to open the door. So you're not, everybody's touching the handle. Mm -hmm. And then to lock and unlock, it's going to have a sliding button that, and that's what's going to turn on and off the lights as it, the door closes. So how do you have to use your arm or? Yeah, I guess you could use your elbow or your arm again with that. Yeah. so Because it says a button. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, but what will, is this going to be, here's the question is, and we're talking about kids just a minute ago. Will kids, be, kids. Able to use, be able to use it? Okay, I didn't think about that. And you're going <laughs> to open the door using elbows from the inside out for when you're finished. So I'm thinking they're not going to put this at two-year-old height. They're going to put it more at an adult height. Well, yeah, but you also have like five or six, or not five or six-year-old, you know, the ones that have been potty trained and everything, go to the bathroom on their own. Are they going to be able to operate this? Okay, I didn't even think about that. And, I was and just that, thinking. That, that's an actual question. I know you're thinking about, because your health background yes. of germs and everything. And to me, I was like, okay, this is an interesting idea. But I really wish they would just have like a foot latch on the doors. Okay, actually, some places do where you kind of like, Put your foot on, you like grab you can, hold of it and you can open, open it, it with your leg. With your leg or and then on both ends. And then really they can make a mechanism work where you can lock it with your foot underneath. But then the little, the toddlers could reach it. Yeah. But again, you're using your foot. You're not using your hands. True. Maybe yeah, there's one knee especially height after like you wash, in between. Especially after you wash your hands because. Uh, well, that's where you're using your elbow. I know. But Kim and I usually when we wash our hands after we're done is grab a paper towel and use that to slide open that slider so you can get in yes. and out and then throw Without it away. Without touching everything. Because um, usually you can, unfortunately, especially when you get little kids in there, you can see water or hands on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, those are the ones that wash their hands, though. <laughs> Just to make you think about it. <laughs> I'm cringing. Yeah. I'm deeply <laughs> cringing right now. I can make her cringe with anything about germs. That's great. I'm not like a germaphobe, but I'm more aware of it during this pandemic. Yeah. Uh, her Hollywood Horror Nights would be going to uh, unclean restrooms. It's not the actual mazes. <laughs> ha ha. Okay. But no, I and I, I think during this pandemic, we've all had a little bit more of awakening of things. Yeah, it's like we've always talked about that. If anything, it has hopefully awakened people's eyes to washing their hands. Mm -hmm. I hope I mean, so. We've still seen people who haven't and it's unfortunate but the kids actually been really good at it well they all are at least in our experience like before hayden went back to school they made him watch like a 20 minute <laughs> video on like washing hands and how long and how to do it yeah and hand sanitizer and all this stuff I so think i think the kids are all getting this inundated <laughs> with education yeah so that's kind of interesting but i mean i'm looking forward to more innovations like this and it's like i said that the door things that we start we've seen them before on like uh regular restroom doors that they have them so you can open and close them with your foot yeah at uh regular restaurants yes we have i would love there's to see, a few around our area. i'd love to see a lot more like that um just easier because you're not touching everything everybody else has touched when you clean your hands true um so with that happy german note <laughs> I think it's time for us to go ahead and finish up our podcast for today. Um, sorry about it coming out late this week, but... Uh, Next week, we should be on track, and we're going to have lots of... We're actually going to Disneyland this week. We're staying on property. We have lots and lots of that, that we will talk about. Yeah, we have a lot of con content coming out over the next couple of weeks. Um, uh, so do 
uh, go ahead and look us up on 626OHANA-CA on YouTube, and we'll have those videos coming out. We will have another podcast coming out uh, next week as well. And with that, it's time for us to say goodbye and find find your your magic. magic. Bye, Bye, everyone. everyone.